The world is a big place and the universe is even bigger, so it's easy to feel small in comparison. But you do matter, and Dr. Parlow and Pastor Ben will dig into why a Jesus follower can say that with such confidence. Let's join their conversation. Welcome to episode seven of When Fear Reigns. This is really a follow-up on episode six. Uh, we looked at origin last episode. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that, really encourage you to go back into your podcast uh, app and make sure you do. Uh, but this one, we're going to be looking at meaning, at, at value, at uh, how do I know that I matter and to whom do I matter? Uh, really dig into that on the foundation of origin. But before we get into that, Dr. John, do you have a, I know you read a ton. What's a book that you... Uh, have read in the last six to 12 months that really has made an impact on you. Well, as you said, I, like maybe you and, and many uh, listeners, read several books at one time. I don't know if it's kind of frustrating. You'll have like eight books going, and you're like, okay, I'm at page 40 in this one and page 86 <laughs> in this one. And you read like 15 pages a day or 10 in each. But uh, there's several. I mean, one of my favorites is only six pages long. It's from the Vietnamese uh, restaurant right down the road. I don't know if that counts <laughs> at all. But it's one that I read a lot and yeah, really yeah. appreciate the pho there as well. But uh, no, one I would recommend, and I, I'm just about finished with it, is, is Dr. Henry Cloud's Necessary Endings, where it talks about a lot of times in the business world or in church world or in our own lives as Jesus followers, we often fail to let go of and mm. end either relationships or business programs or projects that are just sucking the life out of us that should have been jettisoned a long time ago, but we hold on to them for a, a whole host of bad reasons. And so I would encourage a, a, anybody listening to get that book again, Necessary Endings by Dr. Uh, Henry Cloud. But that's, that's a great book. Good. Yeah, that's interesting that you're reading that as we're starting a podcast, right? We're only seven episodes in. Hopefully, we don't need to end this soon, but uh, the conversation seems to be going pretty well. And a lot of that is dependent on our listeners. If you if you enjoy this, make sure you're giving us feedback. Make sure you're uh, subscribing so that you get the new ones and share it. Because truth of the matter is, we at some point, we have to say, uh, is this a good use of our time? We think it is. But if you don't, then we need to know that. Help us Help us know that so that if we need to end it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just need a, a new uh, co-speaker. Maybe yeah. maybe you just need to be you know, put me to the side. Uh, Are you firing me already? No, John? no, I was myself. <laughs> yeah, putting me on the curb of life and going for someone, you know, a little brighter. I understand that. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. As we get into this question of meaning, can you, uh, John, uh, since the last time, since our last episode, what would you say was your big takeaway as we talked about origin? Really encapsulate that for us so that we can launch from there into this question of meaning. The key about origin is that it really sets your worldview, which as we talked about last episode, is the lens through which you see everything. It's how you conduct your relationships. It's what you consider to be morality. It's how you live truth and how you define that truth. It's how you go ahead and apply any spiritual values you may have. It really is the basis for everything. And, and ultimately, uh, in the question of origin, either you think you're God through an evolutionary process or you realize you're not God and that shapes everything in your life and, and even including today. What, how do I answer the question? Do I matter? Because if you believe that you're here by a random chance and accident, you're going to answer that one way. Yeah. If you believe you are the creation of a God who in the first five words of the Bible brought about the greatest miracle of all, created something out of nothing, you're going to answer it a different way. Yeah. This question of do I matter 
I think is one of the most existential questions facing our culture. I see it all over the place. People struggling with who matters, why do they matter, and to whom do they matter. Yeah, the whole value. The whole value. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's – I see that everywhere. What are some places – I've got some ideas, but maybe yeah, you, you're thinking of things that I, I'm not. Where do you see that at play? Well, I think we would both right agree now? right now uh, currently there's a movement, the Me Too movement, where you see uh, people say, well, no, wait a minute. I have value. I'm not just something you can use and abuse so that um, you can climb a ladder or you can go ahead and get some kind of satisfaction. Uh, no, people have much more value. They're not things. They are people, and I think that's a great conversation people need to have. But I do agree that's that's all about value. Yeah, uh, yeah. people people are valuable. They have meaning, and uh, you can't treat them as if they don't, as if they're just your play toys. And I think we see that in the political realm all over the place right now. I think of some of the discussions we're having about immigration or healthcare. Really, the at the heart of it, we're trying to trying to come to arrive at a place. Who has value? Who has well, yeah, And also, how to best help those who are right now socially and economically hurting yeah. without hurting them by just going ahead and giving them things, which is not a wise thing to do. But understanding, hey, if you want them to have more, you've got to give them equal opportunity. Yeah. Now, again, maybe not equal results because that's up to a lot of different factors, but at least give them opportunity. And as Jesus has often said, one of the ways we show our faith is to care for those who are less fortunate yeah. when we have the means and opportunity to do so. I, I agree with that. We certainly see that in PETA. Uh, how, how do you see that? Well, you, you see the fact that in in some areas or some of the beliefs of, of PETA, they're all for it, making sure you don't abuse animals. Yeah. I think who wouldn't agree with that? Uh, you certainly see that if you delve into some of the, some of the documentaries on Hulu or, or Netflix where you see how maybe your chicken was fed <laughs> that you're eating on the grill tonight and you're thinking, that's not very, very nice. That's, <laughs> you know, to not give them any light of day and force feed them. Or you see some of the other ways that animals are treated. I certainly can understand God has given those animals to us as blessings, as food in some cases, as uh, enjoyment. That doesn't mean you misuse them yeah. and you torture them. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in all of these places, again, that, that meaning, how do I establish meaning? What is, or what is the value? What is of my value? Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. does it matter? Um, I see it in, in a lot of the debates, discussions about, uh, uh the LGBT, uh, community. You don't have, and this is, I'm glad we're getting to this place of your value is not based on who you love. Your value is not based, you, you don't matter just because you conform to some social norm. You are important. You're valuable at a more, more intrinsic level. And it has nothing to do with the expression of, of who you are, or what you prefer, or what kind of things you like to do. It has nothing to do with it, right? Yeah, it, it, it comes at looking at people at, at, as value and who gave them that value. And that, that's always the key when you're talking, especially in some of the hot button issues of our culture right now, especially in uh, this political year, which I think every year now is a political oh year. Oh, my gosh. Holy cow. Uh, but 20, 20 some. Yeah. Uh, People running for election already for the presidency, oh, that's next year. Unbelievable. Yeah. But I think you got to have that. You have to understand every person is valuable to God. We're going to talk more about that later. But every person has value. Yeah. And so treat that person with that value. You may disagree with that person on several subjects. That doesn't mean the person doesn't have value. And you can mistreat that person just yeah. because they don't agree. Yeah. So everybody has value. How how can we say that? How do we arrive at that? And I want you to especially connect that to the dot of origin. Um, how do we establish the meaning of, of people 
because we have this conviction about where they come. Well, your worldview is going to set uh, value. I mean, if again, if you believe that you were, uh, let's just let's, let's just talk about the two major ones: the atheistic worldview that says there is no God; you're here by random chance, time and matter over some time. And then you have one that says, no, no, there is a creator who created us with purpose and design. The atheistic worldview, let's be frank, it's it's really ultimately a life with no meaning, no purpose. And so do you matter? Not necessarily. Now, I know atheists who would not agree with that. So where, where are you drawing that? Well, ultimately, what you're trying to do is your brief existence is whatever you make it to be. If you believe that you're simply a highly developed animal, that you're part of the survival of the fittest, then as we're going to talk about next time, there is no moral value to you. Uh, I can go ahead and use you to get ahead, to do whatever I need to do, to get ahead, to flourish, as Sam Harris often likes to say. But there's no there's no spiritual and moral standards. Um, I make them up as I go along, and, and that means I can either give you value or I can determine that you don't. In true atheistic evolutionary theory, there is no person. There is no value. You simply are someone who is determined, and so your life, your answers, your choices are all determined. So I, I would find it very difficult to believe in atheism that ultimately there is value. You might go ahead and attribute value to someone, but you really can't substantiate that with any any kind of ultimate uh, standard. I, I, there's a there's a physics teacher by the name of Alom Shasha. He's the author of the author of the, the Young Atheist Handbook. The person says. Yes, of course, I know that life is ultimately without meaning or purpose. That's that's the quote. Mm-hmm. But the trick is not to wake up every morning and feel that way. Cognitive dissidence? Yeah, you got to embrace that. You just have to understand, if if you're just here through random chance, then ultimately, person and value is an illusion. And if you read a lot about that in, in evolutionary science... They'll be many will be honest enough to mention that. I mean, you were just talking before we even started uh, recording about uh, a podcast you had listened to. Yeah, I was. I, I'm listening to a lot of different podcasts. One of them I really like is Freakonomics because uh, it's really an insight into the human psyche and how they make decisions and why they do what they do. But there was one recently. I don't remember what episode it was, but it was a rear of an old podcast. One of the questions they kept asking all their interviewees was. What's the difference between a human and an animal? And I thought one of the most telling points was that one of their key interviews, the guy said, there is no difference. And the sooner we realize that, the better for the planet will be. And I just, that idea that you really don't have any more meaning than anything else. And, and the meaning that you do have, I get to assign to you. I get to give you, why? Because you've got more power, you know, you've got a position or more power or whatever. It's it's kind of a scary world and, to live and, in. And we're seeing that played out. Okay, let's say I don't agree with you in a certain political area. I don't agree with you in a certain uh, answer to a question in our culture. Well, I, I don't value you. i just going to – you're in my way. Yeah. And so I'm going to go ahead and destroy you. I might dox you. Yeah. I might um, blow you up on social media. I may do whatever I can personally to you uh, because finally you don't have value. You're just in my way. I'm either yeah. going to use you as a – highly developed animal, so I can survive better and get my way, or I'm going to see you as a speed bump in life and run you over. Yeah. And I think it doesn't take long to, as you read Reddit or or uh, Facebook, whatever, to see that people don't really see meaning in each other, any value. Do you matter? The answer is almost, a tr- almost always no. Well, you matter. You matter if I can get something from you yeah. or out of you. If not, I'm going to kick you to the curb of life, or as I said, I'm going to run you over because you're in my way. Uh, whereas the Christian worldview, 
right? As, as we see uh, expressed in the Bible, is that we were made to live in loving community with the God of the universe and his people on the, in this world, and, and in a world that he created with wonder and beauty. Um, we are given meaningful work and service to do to his glory and to the good of all people. Now, that's a radical way to look at life because when I am talking to someone with whom I disagree, when I have, uh, I don't know, when I have some altercation with someone, I don't look at you as someone I can just throw to the side because my God doesn't look at you yeah. as someone I can throw to the side. And that that changes the way I treat people, even those with whom I disagree. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say, okay, I'm going to blow you up on social media. And that's not to say Christians don't do that because we all sit and a lot of us are just stupid when it comes oh to I was thinking, I was social media, myself included. How how different the the conversation on social media or uh, the internet at large would be if Jesus followers recognized that the person you disagree with, the, the idea you disagree with, is not the person. The person has meaning. Person matters, and you treat it. You talk to them that way. And if you look at it from the other vantage point, let's say you're the person who has an issue with me, and you're going to dox me, and you're going to go ahead and blow me up on social media or whatever you're going to do. I still, I don't go, oh no, I didn't get as many likes or someone just, you know, deleted me and somehow I don't have value. No, that's not where my value comes from. I, I like the passage in Romans chapter eight where it says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. My value comes in the God who died for me and who loves me dearly. And so even if you don't like me, I still have value. If I believe I'm an animal, just highly educated and highly developed, and people just don't like me, I may start to believe my value is determined by likes Hmm. and clicks and whether I'm invited to the group or whether I'm considered inside or outside of that group. Hmm. And that's a horrible way to live. And I think we're seeing some of the, the consequences of that. I'd like for you to drill down a little bit more on that, the the connection between Jesus, the, the Son of God, and value. How, do, how does Jesus, how does his life and death and resurrection demonstrate the value of the human being? I think as you take a look at the eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life and ministry, what we call the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll see those passages where God makes it very clear he came here not to die for some, but for all. You know, you see the the average NFL football game, although you haven't seen it for a while. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. That's that's pretty all-encompassing. Yeah. Uh, then you have uh, Jesus' great marching orders uh, uh, in the end of Matthew or end of Mark where it says, go into all the world. He didn't say, well, just go into North America or you know, maybe <laughs> yeah. if you can make it over to China, it would be really nice. Go to the rich like, neighborhood. There, there's a lot of people yeah. over yeah. there. Or then you have the great marching orders of the church. As you're going or as you're going about your life, I want you to make followers, make disciples, and then he gives the target. Of all nations, he didn't yeah. limit that to, yeah. no, just people over six foot yeah. or people with uh, uh, this much melanin in their skin, not this much melanin in yeah. their skin or this social economic level. And then even you see that as God inspires his His apostles, I, I think it's in First Timothy 2 where it says, God wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. So you see that already in the fact that Jesus went ahead and he reaches out. He's the savior of the world. You see that in his everyday relationships with people. Jesus spent time with people and gave the same value to people that was not done in his culture. I mean, one of the things Jesus did incredibly is he valued women the same as men. That wasn't done in the Jewish culture at all. Jesus spent time with people. He he ate in people's homes where, where the religious leaders of the so-called religious leaders of the day would, wouldn't even, they would shun them. Yeah, or yeah. he would go ahead and 
spend time with people that that society didn't value, like women. Yeah. He, he ate in their homes. He went to their parties. He, he stayed over at their houses. He touched the untouchable, you know, the people that were forgotten and rejected, the broken. He went because he was the savior of all. He believed they were so valuable. He died for them all. He paid for all of their sins. I don't know that you can have any greater value than that. And that's so often what the Holy Spirit uses, that gospel message that changes people who are broken, who have pasts that you and I would cringe just to hear the cliff notes of. And yet Jesus redeems those people on a regular basis. I mean, Scripture is filled with pretty earthy, real stories of broken people Jesus turns around and makes into people that let their light shine and understand the value they really have. But it's all about Jesus. It's all about the value he gives that can't be taken away. What a powerful statement for uh, for us as we kind of think about giving value or giving meaning. Jesus gave meaning. And there's no greater expression. I, I, I love to hear you say this. That there's no greater expression of the assignment of meaning than I will give myself for you. I will sacrifice myself. I will die in your place. And Jesus did that for all humanity, for the person who wonders, do I matter? Look at the cross. Look at yeah. Jesus. Look at the empty tomb. You, you matter no to him. Expression. That's one of the reasons we end with the little phrase here at St. Mark at all seven of our services, you matter and you are loved because that is the gospel truth. Proof, and, uh, proof there right in Jesus. Right, look. right in Jesus. Just always take a look event. at him. Yeah. You know, even, even this, this weekend as we, we continue a series we're involved in, uh, I talk about doubting Thomas. Well, what did Jesus say? You got a lot of doubts. You got a lot of questions. Okay. Always look to me. Look mm-hmm. to me for the answers of your questions and, um, the, really the, the answer for your concerns and doubts. And as a Jesus follower, convinced of their, my own meaning, right? Cause I gotta, I gotta work on that. Sometimes my meaning does come from the social media or how I'm doing at work or my relationship with my, oh, wife, all those sorts of listen, things. Listen, pastors are no different. It's <laughs> like when people come up to you and say, Hey, great sermon, great sermon, great message, great message. And then one person says, hey, you know, you were a little off today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of us go, what? You might, you just weren't listening well, or but the idea is that we think our meaning comes from performance and it doesn't. Yeah. And it's something that everybody struggles with. As I become more and more convinced of that, I can share that with people. I don't know, man, what an incredible opportunity to look somebody in the eye who's struggling with their own meaning. They're desperate for, do I matter? And to be able to say to them unequivocally, no questions asked, you do matter. And not just to me, but to your creator, and, to and, the origin. And it has nothing to do with your performance because a lot of yeah, us were raised yeah. in performance-based, loved uh, homes, and uh, you go through life and that's always an iffy thing. It's always difficult. Christianity is, it's not based on your performance. It's based on Jesus finished work on the cross and he performed perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, you meet up, you, you meet the, the standard for meaning. Yes. You matter. You absolutely do that. And that, to be able to tell somebody that, to be able to share that, to be able to be convinced of that, because that changes. How do you conduct yourself at work? What do you, what do you think about those deadlines? What do you think about those? Uh, you know, you're in school and we got a lot of students listening who are just about to finish up school. Your grade doesn't influence. Your value. Right. Uh, exactly. And it, it even impacts, it impacts how you treat one another, whether that's a fellow student, whether that's an employer or employee relationship. I always think that person is someone for whom Jesus died. I sometimes say that to myself in my head as I'm talking to someone with whom maybe I'm debating or I don't agree with, whether it's a, it's a classic debate, maybe you and an atheist, or maybe it's sitting down with someone with whom you really have no common ground, but they want to talk to you about something that they think you you offended them about. And so you sit down and right away I say to myself, please understand, you're not here to win an argument, which is my kind of natural bent with my <laughs> personality, as people know. But but it's rather it's 
this person is someone for whom Jesus died. Even when I'm talking to someone in what we, you and I would call the cults, uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormons or something like that, those are people Jesus dearly loves. Yeah. They're duped sheep. They're, they're people who matter to him. They ought to matter to me. Yeah. And so I need to treat them as such. And then another thing is, why do I do all those things? Why I do all those things is because I know what God has done for me. It's not like, well, I'm much better than you. No, I'm no more deserving of Jesus' love yeah. than you are. You're you're not deserving of it. I'm not. Yet he gave it to both of us. So how can I treat you as if you're not? Yeah, yeah. So we've talked about the question of origin. That was episode six. Now we're talking about the question of meaning. Do I matter? Episode seven. Keep all this in mind as we get into episode eight. That'll be coming out in a, a couple of weeks. Make sure you subscribe and listen uh, as a listener. Because uh, so, you don't want to miss that discussion where we'll be talking about uh, purpose and morality. How do I now conduct myself in a, in a world around me? Some people that disagree with me, some people that agree with me. What is the objective standard? How do I establish that? Is it something I can hold other people to that I can hold myself to? Or is it really all up in the air to be established by each individual? Really, the answer to those questions is rooted in what we've talked about in this episode and the last one. Uh, so make sure you, uh, you tune in, you subscribe to that because there's a pretty straight line from one to the other, and you're going to want to want to have that as background. But I hope that you, our listener, have heard, and thanks, Dr. John, for really clarifying this for us. You, our listener, uh, you matter, not because you're listening to this podcast, for sure, not because of uh, what you think or who you're with or where you come from, but you matter to our God uh, who died on the cross for you, who rose from the dead uh, to prove to you that you have an eternal destination. Again, something we'll talk about later. And I hope that our time today, our conversation, uh, that you've gotten something out of it, you've enjoyed it, and I really pray that it's led you to a place where the fear uh, our God can reign in your life. Thanks for listening to When Fear Reigns. Join us next episode as we continue this series about topics that shape a person's worldview. If this podcast has helped you start new conversations with others, share your story on our Facebook page or email us at info at whenfearreigns.com. 